Hello, my friends. It's been a while since we all chatted. I miss you guys. Well, anyway, I am so grateful to be back here in New York City. I miss you guys so much. And welcome to season two of Martinis and Bikinis. This is such a great time because there's a lot of new beginnings. Things are changing. Things are elevating. I'm going to be incorporating some new things. And I'm really excited to share it with you guys. And just have you guys as a part of this community. It means more than you know. To be completely honest, I actually had a really hard time this week transitioning back into like the hustle and bustle of New York. I was gone for almost a month in Europe and I was in complete R&R mode. It was so nice. But that is why I'm so grateful for our guests today, guys, because I feel like everybody's been feeling a little funky. You know, Mercury's in retrograde. We're going to blame it on her, but Also, everybody has a lot of things going on right now, and I just want you to know that you're not alone. So our guest today, I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Her name is Christina Carmona, and she is the founder and just the badass brains behind Island to Eastside. So Island to Eastside is just such a successful company. It's an accessories line where they create custom bags and all these incredible products. I actually went to her candle launch last night and she's doing this incredible collab with Awaken Your Goddess, who's like an intuitive healer, just very spiritual woo-woo queen. And it was one of the coolest experiences ever and such a great way to transition back into the city just around creative minds and creative energy. And I'm really, really grateful for her. So I can't wait to just dive into all the things. We're talking about entrepreneurship. We're talking about running your own brand with an incredible team, making your first hire, PR exposure, and just all the works of building an intentional brand. So without further ado, my martinis and bikinis, teenies, my little teenies. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying that. I haven't said it in so long. I would absolutely love to introduce you to Christina Carmona, the founder of Island to Eastside. Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Julia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. How does that feel? Better. <laughs> yeah, get comfy. Okay. Take off your shoes. Relax. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, perfect. Well, hi, Christina. Hi, Veronica. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. It's such an honor. Oh, and thank it's so you. funny how we met because I had just gotten to New York. It was my first week here. And I, had I didn't been, know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. This is so funny. But I moved from DC and basically I'd met Christian who is at Pat Bow yeah. in Soho like a few weeks prior while I was visiting. And he was like, oh my gosh, you should come to some of our events, blah, blah, blah. So he invited me to the Island to Eastside event at Pat Bow, and I ran into you guys and here we are. I love it. I know. Not even that many weeks later. That was a very short while ago. I know. It's crazy. It's It's been a wild ride for sure. 
But I'm so happy to have you on because Thank you. I'm happy I, to be here. Thanks. Whenever I was walking up, I had actually gotten your bag today and we'll get into that. But as I was going up the elevator, somebody complimented it and I just gave them the whole scoop. So like it's so clear how talented you guys are and Thank I can't you. wait to get into like the nitty gritty of it. But if you want to start by like telling us the roots. So like where you're from or you can even like tell us a little bit about your childhood and how you grew into this like amazing badass entrepreneur that would be great so I love how you phrase that first of all like asking about my roots because funny story and I'm I guarantee you don't know this if you do I'll be really impressed the name island to east side is from Staten Island where I grew up and I founded the company when we when I moved to the east side of Manhattan so recently I've like spoken about it on social very few times. I've been wanting to do this full on campaign. What is your island to? And like blank, fill in the blanks. Like what are your roots and where are you going? So it's just ironic and funny that you raised it like that. A I little love that. bit. Yeah. That is I so think cute. Be, I think it's good. Because like, there's so many transient people, like not, even not in New York, like all over the US. Even not like a geographical thing. Like yeah. I want to know what is your island to? Like it could oh, be island to, I don't know mom island yeah. to entrepreneur island to whatever so yeah so look out for that but a little bit about my roots I grew up in Staten Island I guess I'll fast forward to the career part a little I went to Marist College for fashion merchandising and I graduated with a fashion merchandising degree had like a very traditional leap into the like real world. I started working for like a major apparel manufacturing company right after graduation. It was kind of one of those things where you land in this first job and then you just suddenly like are following along on that path. And the first job I got was in sales. So it was, you know, I knew I was going to stick with that because I feel like that's just kind of how how it goes. And I guess you could say like before I even go further than that, I remember even earlier than college, like I guess high school years or even like earlier than that, I always had this very entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. And I know that's like so cliche and overused, but yeah. that means to me is like, I literally remember being in the seventh and eighth grade and like I was asking my parents, can I get a job? Like I want to make my own money. Can I babysit more? I remember like even going to them asking if I could do certain things to make <laughs> money. So I feel like I said, like as early as I guess like those are really early childhood years, I had this spirit within me. Right. And fast forward to like getting my first job in corporate. None of this was intentional at all. Like I never, I guess I never really set out with like the goal of like, I'm going to own my own company one day. I just fell into this first job and I, you know, like embraced it, totally loved it. But again, even like in hindsight, looking back on it, I feel like I even treated my corporate jobs in a very like entrepreneurial way. I yeah. like like you were running the show. <laughs> I don't want, I don't even know if I want to say that, but like I was always like trying to figure out how to like navigate the corporate politics. Like I wanted to know everything about everyone like so yeah. that I could try to like understand people's minds and like what makes them motivated. I remember always like I loved being close with my teammates and like now I love being close with my like coworkers and my employees. So like I guess you could say like this was always ingrained within me to some extent. 
And I found my way through four jobs in corporate. In my last job, they were all sales jobs. In my last job, which was I finally left in 2019, I had started Island Eastside a year and a half before I left to do this full time. So I was working a pretty demanding job in corporate traveling a lot, like doing a lot of like bi-coastal travel for work while I started Island Eastside out of our apartment on the east side of Manhattan. And I think like I always knew that it was going to be a full-time thing. I always knew it was going to go somewhere, but I never like put too much pressure on myself or like let myself get like too, too crazy like worked up about it. Exactly. Like I was very chill about it. I took it seriously. And like truly it was what everything I was doing on nights and weekends, like after work, I would come home and it it didn't even feel like work. I feel like every successful entrepreneur always says that. It doesn't I, feel like work. It's a passion. It's fun. Something along the lines of that. Because if you're having to work day in and day out on this project, you don't want to get burnt out within like the first two months and then, you know, just kind of throw it away. Totally. So I think that's super important. And I'm laughing because like even fast forward now, almost six years down the road, not every day is fun. <laughs> so <laughs> no. you do. Yeah, I, I, I understand why you say like a lot of entrepreneurs say that because I just think it like all entrepreneurs just truly love what they do. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And I think like owning your own business, there's going to be hard days. There's going to be really fun days. There's going to be these really exciting moments that just make it all so worthwhile. But I think remembering your why is the most important part. And I love that you're integrating that new like what's your island too, mm -hmm. because I think that just kind of brings you back to the roots to your why. Yeah. And I think there's so many people out there that want to start these businesses and they get so like... I'm going to have all these goals and, you know, I'm going to reach those within the first like few months. And whenever they don't do that, they get really disheartened and it almost yeah. feels like they failed. But I love how you were just super chill and you kind of manifested it. You knew time would come. And I think that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely been a crazy ride. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because I actually had Joe from First Rounds on Me on the podcast a few weeks ago. And he's also from Staten Island. Yeah. So whenever you mentioned the story, I was actually doing some research on you guys and just trying to learn all about the business. And I think it's so amazing how many entrepreneurs have stemmed from Staten Island. Are you ready for me to make it even a little crazier? Yes, I'm scared. Joe and I went to preschool together Stop. all the way to eighth grade. Are you serious? Yeah. What are the odds of that? And we recently reconnected over Instagram, actually, because he was going to plan an event at our studio. Stop. So, yeah, we're working what? on that. Isn't the world that is so, so small, I swear. Yeah. It just gets smaller and smaller. I know. It's insane. But, yeah, he's great. And yes. I think that's so, so cool how you guys have that connection and that but entrepreneurial spirit. I think, I guess, Staten Island has, it has its, like, bad rep. But I think, you know, we're just hustlers. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's meant to be embraced. I've never been to Staten Island. I'm going to go check it out. Yes, you should. <laughs> I'll take you. Yes, you and Joe can take me on a tour. That would be, <laughs> honestly, we need to do that. We need to like vlog it. We, we should do like a martini tour of Staten Island. Uh, 
Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Absolutely. Well, I think it's really interesting that you work with your sister directly. I have three older half siblings and I cannot imagine owning a business with my older siblings. <laughs> it would be such a mess. So I'm curious, do you guys have like strict boundaries or rules with each other that like kind of separate like the family life as opposed to like the business life? How does that work? So yes, we do. But I can't say that, well, first and foremost, I'm actually one of three. So Gabrielle, who I work with, is my youngest sister. And then there's one in between us, Brittany, who ha hasn't come to work for the company yet. 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 <laughs> then I think we might be having a different conversation if it was all three of us. But a little background on how Gab ended up actually working for me was when I left my corporate job, she had just graduated college and you know like when you just graduate college like she was she like had just started her first job and she was still living at home in Staten Island wanted to be in the city like all the time and she would come over to my apartment like after working on the weekends and you know start helping us little by little I say us because my now husband was against any choice or will that he had my employee then mm -hmm. and you know she just started helping us and one day she was like you know like I can help you after work like if you want to pay me a little bit to like manage the logistics of like the bag shipments and like placing orders all stuff like that that I personally am not I love the creative aspect don't get me wrong like there's parts of owning a business that aren't unavoidable and like you need to be logistical at points but I love I jumped at the opportunity in one second I was like yeah sure you want to like do all that admin work and she really enjoys that like that's what she's good at I so need a gab. <laughs> yes everybody needs a gab I have to say it so I think that's number one that is the number one main reason that it works is that we both are equally she is not technically a partner, but I see her as one and she cares about the business equally as much as I do, which is fabulous and rare. But her and I do not have the same interests and she hates doing anything creative and I hate doing anything with logistics and I guess like more operations. Mm -hmm. So... That's reason one that it works. It's like someone's the left brain, the other's the right brain. It just like creates like this full, full yes. business. I love that. I think that's important. It definitely is. Like honing in on your strengths. Totally. So like we know that we don't have crossover and then it, there really is like no crossover with us. But I feel like if ever we do it need to work on a project together, it's like interesting. I think we do have very clear boundaries even within our roles. Like she knows that I like to do these certain things and functions and she does her thing. But then more so like, I guess on like to answer your question about like boundaries between family and personal uh, family and the business, my sisters and I are wildly, extremely close. Like mm -hmm. we always were kind of, we never really were those sisters that like fought growing up and stuff like that. So when we first started working together, we actually worked with a coach for a little over a year who kind of like a fabulous, fabulous health coach who kind of like helped us with communication and establishing 
boundaries. And I mean, I think back to how she helped us to this day. Like we haven't worked with her in almost three years. And it's it's like I am forever eternally grateful for that because it's like set the foundation for us like building this business going forward. I think if I didn't have that, I don't think it would be easy to work with a sibling. That's yeah. just hard. Yeah. I actually had a business coach whenever I was first starting my first business during COVID. And I swear it just accelerates your learning path and your success. Totally. And I think having somebody that's willing to hold your hand and walk you through the process is such a luxury. And I think it's great that you guys had a health coach that kind of helped you with the mental aspect of owning a business and, you know, how you guys would operate as sisters running this business. And I think that's super cool. Yeah, I think more people should integrate that into their business. And I bring it up here because I feel like I would be doing anyone who's listening like a complete disservice to be like, oh, yeah, working with my sister, it's a breeze. (laughs) Like it's not some people that like should not do that. (laughs) Definitely not. I would say it's like the same thing as working on any relationship or a marriage. Like anyone who stands before you and says, you know, it's easy when with no work, it's that's not. That's misleading. Nothing in life is easy. Yeah. And I think sometimes entrepreneurship can be like very glamorized. Totally. But the people that think it's really glamorous are only seeing the highlight reel. They're not seeing the person that's up until 2 or 3 a.m. whenever there's like a project deadline, like something that's really important that following day or that week that, you know, the owner or the whole team like has to work on together. Like there's so many like little things that go on in a business. And I think it's really great that you're expressing how you're doing something that's really passionate and fun for you. But at the same time, you know, there are some hard days. So much. Every day is a hard day, honestly. So like going from like the corporate world to owning your own business, I have so many peers, friends, people in my life that are constantly coming up to me and saying, hey, Veronica, I am so unhappy in my career. And I need help. I need direction, like figuring out what my next steps are. I don't know if like entrepreneurship is like in their cards specifically. It kind of caters from person to person. But like what advice would you give to somebody that is like struggling in their career and just like wants a way out or like maybe wants to be an entrepreneur and start their own thing? Because, you know, it is really challenging. And I know some people are worried about like the capital for starting or, you know, maybe not having employees at the beginning and things like that. What What's your advice for them? So I'm not a parent, a mom yet, but like I've heard a lot of parents say, you know, there's like never a right time to have a kid. Right. I feel that way about taking the leap into entrepreneurship. There is never a right time. <laughs> like no one's going to come before you and tell you now is the right time. Like it's safe. Take this risk. There's never going to be this like security blanket that you have if you're working like a job in corporate or that you know comes with a stable paycheck or any form of stability like it just it doesn't exist so like any advice that I mean I guess like the simplest and I don't again don't want to sound cliche but like the advice I would give is really just do it like if you have that itch you have to just try Because I don't think I think anyone that has the desire to want to try, you know, something on their own, it's not going to go away. It's not something that's going to subside. 
But I mean, I wish that, you know, I, I wish I was telling, telling everyone something different that there's like, you're going to have this aha moment, you know, just do steps one through five and you're going to feel like really safe. No, someone actually today I was speaking to earlier said that they described it as like, I feel like every day I'm living on the line. And mm. like, I think that's such a good way to put it. Like every day you're kind of living on this line where like you might tip over and, you know, one day you might keep walking straight and just be safe. So, yeah, I think, I mean, the number one thing, just again, like utter transparency and being brutally honest, if you're not resilient and if you don't have grit, if you if you are like fair of heart, it's not for you. Right. I actually feel like that's how I was before starting my business. Like I was kind of just Switzerland, mm-hmm. always trying to make everybody happy. And I feel like I have definitely developed a backbone since starting, which is crazy to think about because you just like can't take like anything to heart. And like if there's somebody that is, you know, maybe you're outsourcing work with somebody and they're just not being cooperative or, you know, somebody was rude to you. Like you just like can't like take it seriously. You just have to like be like this badass businesswoman and like remember that to your core. But it's so funny that like you say just start because I always tell people, look, you could start now and you could be – you know, building your business or you could wait five or 10 years and yep. you'll be five or 10 years behind. Yeah. So I think resiliency is huge. And I also think just like trying to make it work, like the fact that you started it in your apartment in the east side of New York. How cool is that? Yeah, and so cool. It was kind of just this like humble beginning that blossomed into this incredible, successful business. Yeah, I guess like on that note, the other thing I would say to kind of piggyback on that is like it's never going to be perfect if Mm -hmm. you're one of those people that are waiting for like I feel like a lot of I I still struggle with this like a little bit because I err on the side of being a perfectionist like saying okay when I do this then I can start this Mm -hmm. or when I look this way then I can go for this opportunity that type of mentality like you have to achieve this certain accolade so that you are worthy of like trying something else. I think that's also like could be like very damaging and also, I guess, delay the process of getting started. Like there's going to be no time where like everything feels perfect and in place. You kind of just have to like be really scrappy and go for it. And crown yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. Totally. I love that. So I think it's so incredible that you have all these employees and you've built this incredible team. So did you start like just on your own or like when was your first hire? Who was your first hire? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that listen that actually have businesses of their own and maybe they're still in the building process of it or, you know, it's a very new company. What like is like the first hire you would suggest them making and like how to build like a team of your own? I love this question because I I have like a pretty unique situation and story with like all of my hires, which I have five of right now. Every like they say, like, don't mix business with pleasure Mm -hmm. and don't mix like friends and business. Every single person that I have hired 
even if they still don't work for me anymore, has been a like a friend. That's amazing. Yeah. And it, it wasn't intentional at, at all. Actually, quite the opposite. Obviously, I mentioned before, my sister Gabrielle was our first hire. And then her best friend from college, so they were exactly the same age, is a phenomenal creative. Her name's Hannah and a graphic designer and an art director. So she was my second hire. And then from there on, any person, again, just like completely unintentionally, I guess like I had always put out job searches like through social. Mm -hmm. I've even used like job platforms, you know, job search platforms before. And it would it it would literally be crazy. Like anytime I would try to like branch out of the community and circle that I already have, like somehow it just ended up that like the right fit at the time ended up being someone that I know. And I think because, and I say this is like a super unique situation. I think because like the closest person to me, my sister already worked for me and I did all that work with her, like setting good, healthy boundaries that working with friends never really was a problem for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's great because whenever I first started this podcast, I listened to so many YouTube videos and podcasts about becoming a podcaster. And they all suggested that you just start interviewing your friends. And that's what I did. I just started interviewing people in my circle, people that I knew, friends. And, you know, I was able to like build this podcast off of like these amazing friendships that I have and these people that are wildly successful and creative and imaginative. And just it was such a blessing, you know. So I think if you are surrounding yourself with people that have these amazing strengths, you should utilize them. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Like I said, like it was never like I was looking, you know, like it had to be someone. It was quite the opposite and it just happened and it's worked up until now. So I guess I'm just going to keep going with it. Yeah. I think that's incredible. So what you had been working in fashion merchandising, what made you want to start like accessories line? Was this something that you had always kind of dreamed of? Or is it something that landed in your lap? You had this idea? What was like, was there like an aha moment? So yes to the, I always did want to be in accessories, even from, again, like a very young age. I just like always thought accessories were very easy. Like Mm -hmm. the one size fits all being type of thing. Like always was just, I was like always the accessory, an accessories girl. Unfortunately, my career really landed in a very like niche space of I was in activewear like at the time that activewear was like really, really hot. So I guess not unfortunately, but it wasn't accessories. So like I I had this desire to like take the jump and get elsewhere, go elsewhere with, you know, the products I was working with. But I found it like very hard. It was kind of like once you were niched Mm -hmm. into like selling one type of product, I think it was like hard to to make the jump elsewhere. So, yeah, so I had originally wanted to my like original idea for the business was granted. And this was six years ago. So like Instagram and I say that because it was like primarily Instagram was a very different place than it is today. Oh, absolutely. Like I know six years ago isn't even that long ago, but it was just very different. I wanted to do weekly like fashion finds type of like boutique where I sold bags, jewelry, 
like some apparel. Not even like, yes, some secondhand, but some new stuff too. More so like where it was like this item's like available this week and then not the next week. Oh, like limited edition, limited sale type thing. And like, like I know that like, again, I feel like it sounds so silly even now saying it because it's like, okay, well, who isn't doing that? But truly six years ago, like there wasn't, the saturation. It was an innovative like concept. Mar- yeah. The yeah. market like wasn't what it is today. And like Instagram wasn't what it was, what it is today. So that's where Island Eastside started. And then two reasons. One, just being that I bought all this inventory and like started selling through it and then moved to the city and I had like nowhere to put it. That was a challenge early on. I and have then- questions about that because I ran into that issue because I had this big townhouse in D.C. and I had all my inventory there. And in the move, I thankfully have a family farm in New Jersey. So I kind of like stopped there first and left a few things. But it was it actually worked out so perfectly because we actually sold out while I was still in New Jersey before I actually moved into the apartment here. So I was able to ship everything out. It worked out so conveniently. But now I'm like, okay, for this new collection for my swimwear line, I'm like, where the fuck am I going to put this stuff? We had the, we had, we were lucky enough to have a linen closet like outside of oh, the bathroom. Nice. nice. And it was still where the towels went and like all the toiletries and stuff <laughs> like that. But it was also where like, all of the bag samples went like all of New York the beaded swatches <laughs> and like a like a funny little tidbit actually about that closet one day Gabrielle was over and we were doing some work and I had opened the linen closet and it was just overflowing with samples like it was there was nowhere else for us to put like these samples so I think Gabrielle had said to me why don't we just try to sell them on Instagram like there were a bunch of our like main our best-selling style handbags but like they had already had names on them so like Mm -hmm. a lot of them had said Christina (laughs) a lot of them had said Gabrielle and then there were like some other like common names or initials and I think like the there were there were maybe like let's call it 50 of them and I was like nobody's gonna buy these like who would want like a Christina bag that's pink and white. Like I would just customize my own. And she was like, no, no. Like I think like people might like buy them. Sure enough, we like posted them. Like literally I put them on our floor in our apartment, took an iPhone photo, posted them to stories on Instagram. What do you know? They like all sell out. That's hilarious. That reminds me of like the little keychains that you'll find at like a gas station. (laughs) Obviously, all stuff is like way more elevated, but where you would like just spin the little thing waiting to see your name. So that's probably like the Christina's were freaking out over the Christina. And it's funny you say that because like people would get like so excited, like, oh my God, I never see my name on anything. Really? Your name is like Allie. It's not even that. Like, how do you not see your name on anything? But yeah, so they sold out right away. And then like that became these like sample sales became like this thing that was really like iconic and like all of our followers always look forward to doing a lot of like successes sometimes I think in entrepreneurship where like that was a pure accident I physically couldn't put like my laundry (laughs) in the closet anymore and I was like we might as well try to sell these and it worked so and now it's like something we still do today that was like at least five or four years ago 
That is fantastic. You guys have had so much incredible PR coverage. So like some of the top like media outlets, like US Weekly People, Sports Illustrated, like all these incredible brands are talking about how fabulous your products are. So I am so curious from like a PR perspective, how like a brand is able to like elevate their PR so much because it is just so, so inspiring to see a brand that is loved by so many. And I was reading on the website, like what these people or these editorial staff members were saying about your pieces. And I was just like amazed. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I feel like I get this question a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have to say, I think we have it easy in a sense, because I think no matter what, people love custom stuff. A lot of the ways that we'll get press features are just from us reaching out to editors and then gifting them a bag. Yeah. And I just think that like the experience of opening up a package of something that's like completely customized with your name on it is just really exciting. Absolutely. So I do feel like I guess in a sense, like the product does kind of like sell itself and it is everyone just loves custom and it's like fun to get that. But a lot of it, I would say like the majority of it, honestly, has come very organically sliding into journalists' DMs, inviting editors to any events that we have or like pop-up shops. I've definitely had a decent amount of uh, PR consultants mm-hmm. like help me with like, crafting like pitches and stuff like that. But honestly, I think that like, if you're genuine and just kind of if you have a product or like are trying to like get a feature, like honestly, Instagram is such a powerful tool. Like just message someone. I think some people are scared to be rejected or to get ghosted. And I think if you don't put yourself out there and at least ask, you'll never know what the answer is. So For I think sure. that's like such a great piece of advice. Just put yourself out there, see what happens. And if you have an amazing product, people are just going to naturally flock to it. Yeah. But for instance, it is so organic with your products because I was at the Pat Bow event and I saw this beautiful bag. And I think you had told me it was your favorite one. And I was just admiring it because I have so many trips coming up. And I also have a swimwear line called No Other Collective. And I was like, that would be so cool to have our logo custom made onto this bag. And here we are. I have this like a beautiful beach bag. It's not even really a beach bag. I used it as a gym bag earlier. I went to the grocery. I brought some podcast stuff here. So I feel like it's super versatile products and pieces. And yeah, it really was just heaven set. It's incredible. Yeah. And like, I guess, think about like that exciting experience you just described. Like, I feel like going back to my point before, like editors or like anyone that we've gifted, like they kind of feel the same way. It's like, oh, this is so fun. I can put anything on it. Like I could put a logo on it. I could put a name on it. The options are endless, which I do think actually could be a bad thing for someone who's like super indecisive. But yeah, yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah. And I think, again, it's super important to be customizable to your audience. And whether that's like in your marketing strategies or in the product itself or, you know, your brand's personality, the way that you speak to them, I think that is something that is so important whenever you're operating a business, because people want to feel special. They want to feel loved. They want to feel like they're taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's like something I've been thinking a lot more about lately. I keep getting pictures from like friends who have gifted bags to like their grandmothers or like older aunts. And I'm like, why are we always showing like us on the Instagram or like in marketing? We need some like diversity even with age. It's such a good product for like people buy it for like truly women of all ages. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think that's incredible. So you guys worked with Sports Illustrated, correct? Mm -hmm. how, how did that, how was that? That is such like an accolade, accomplished, super Thank cool. Thank you. So such a surreal experience. I honestly think it was the coolest. It, it was like my number one, like the coolest feature I've ever gotten. So someone had reached out to us and you know, basically said that they had a connection with an editor at Sports Illustrated and they were doing this like campaign for the runway show and they wanted some personalized bags. So that was all we knew. I actually was on my honeymoon when they had reached out. So where were you? I was in Greece. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. We talked about this. Yes. <laughs> and I remember I was out at night because it was a pretty big time difference. So it might have been like 11 p.m. or something. And Danielle, who runs our brand partnerships, had called me and she was like, we got this request from Sports Illustrated. Like, there's no way we're going to make this deadline because the bags have a two to three week turnaround. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, we are. We're going to we're going to make the deadline. And she was like, Gabrielle's telling me we're not, which is which is like how it goes. My Gab's always like the logical naysayer. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So sure enough, we like got the bags in time. It was like not even within a week. You so manifested it. I manifested <laughs> the bags to arrive here. So we got them to I actually had to receive the package and then Uber them to the editor in NYC, who was then like getting on a plane to go to Miami to go to fittings on Thursday and the show was on Friday. Was this for Miami Swim Week? Yes. What an honor. Oh my gosh. I like always look forward to their runway show because it, it was just so iconic. It was also like such good vibes, like so exciting. So we got the bags to them and then it was the next day. Yeah. So, you know, they were all in fittings. They were all all the SI staff was in Miami at the show. So I didn't know if the bags made, were going to make it to the runway or not. So at night, it was 9 p.m. at night. We like streamed the show. I texted like, all of our girls, like our team in a group chat. I was like, I guess we'll find out if like they're on, if they're on. Like I, you know, I didn't know. And sure enough, like the show started and first few minutes went by, nothing. And I was like... I was like, yeah, like it's a long shot, whatever. And then the model, her name's Lauren Chan. She's stunning. She like turned the corner and I saw the little fringes swinging and I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. I was home alone and it was a Friday night. I was like jumping around in my bedroom. The music from that show was freaking amazing. And just like playing like, over and over in your head. <laughs> so good. And I was like dancing. I was so excited. So yeah, so that was really, really, really fun. And I think like the fact that I didn't know and then I had like no expectations and then that was that was really cool. Was that the first runway you guys had participated in with a brand? 
We had done like a couple other like much smaller ones, Mm -hmm. but anything on that level, yes. That is so amazing. It was so cool. And I have to say this because I truly mean it. Everyone I feel like that works at SI that I had an interaction with was very genuine and passionate about their job. Like I feel like their whole brand's mission has become like very empowering to women and I don't know. I I just love it. I feel like there something's vibrating over there. Like it's I like it. There's some good Um, juju over there. And it like really shows through with like I said, like the people I interacted with. And then they interviewed me after the fact, which was like so cool. So they were obviously in love. Yeah. So I hope I hope next year we'll be at Miami Swim Week. Maybe you can come with us. Oh my gosh. That's like my goal for next year is Miami. We did a pop-up shop, not this past year, but the year before. And it was like the funnest week of my life. It was my first Miami Swim Week too. And I was so just fun. in awe. Oh my gosh. It was such a dream come true. We'll make it happen. I have no doubt. Oh yeah. Yes, it's happening. No doubt. It's it's already happening. It's already happened. (laughs) Well, cheers to that. Yes. Cheers to that. Yes. But it's so funny because actually there's a girl from my home state. Her name's Brooks Nader. She was just Mm -hmm. the – she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, that girl? Yeah. I think I've heard of her. Yeah. And I was actually in Houston this weekend with one of her, like, dear friends and – she was just talking about how amazing she is and how fun she is. And that's like the only person that I like just, you know, have a mutual friend with that is on the SI team. But it seems like they have like a really great organization and it's just yeah. they're they're like really slaying right now. They really are. <laughs> they really are. So, yeah. So that was just a very just very cool. I love how we're like talking about I swear people are probably sick of me talking about this, but like manifestation, speaking things into existence, all of that. I actually noticed that in the collection that's dropping at midnight, there's a bag that says manifest. Is that right? Yes, there <gasps> is. So like we rebranded in May digitally and redid like our logo, our color palette, like all of this, this fun stuff. And I wanted like a really cool tagline. So I came up with manifest the bag of your dreams because like obviously you can create pretty much any bag that you want and firm believer in all the good things and in the universe. So it was very on personal brand for me. So yes, so that carries through without me trying to overkill it too, even though I would like to in like all of the collections. And I just want like, I guess like the brand to be known for being something that's like empowering and yeah, yeah I so. love your photo shoots like with the Joe's pizza and all of like the New York Thank street you. photography I think you've really just executed the content style of your brand so well thank you so I'm like totally just inspired by everything you guys are doing thank you. but that's tell so us nice more about this collection that's dropping at midnight I feel like it was kind of a godsend that you're here today because so, I saw on the website it's like nine hours till the drop I saw that earlier this morning and I was like Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I can't wait to like browse all of the pieces. So they're actually, it's primarily not even bags, it's candles. We're doing manifestation candles. I saw that. Yes. And that's the event tomorrow, correct? Yes, that's the event. You have to come and make your own candle. It's w- going to be very fun. I would be honored. To yes, you candle. have to come. I'm decorating my apartment, so this is perfect time. Perfect. You can make <laughs> two candles. Um, 
So yeah, so that's what's dropping tomorrow. We're trying to slowly figure out how to like grow the product assortment beyond the bag and like beyond the beads. That's going to be my next tagline. So yeah, so I'm really excited about the candles. I feel like who doesn't love a, a candle and then the thing with each of them is they obviously like smell great, look super pretty, and like the design of the jar is like very sleek and just pretty. Each one, there's seven of them. You are like each one has a different meaning and they're meant to like help with manifestation. So you can like write yourself a little note, put it under the candle, burn it. They're cute and they're I'm a good obsessed. gift. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's a perfect gift. That is perfect. And I saw that there's like little crystals in them as well. I'm like so into that. Yes. So this is like so my jam. I can't wait to get a candle. But I actually always gift to my friends that are going through breakups or really hard times in life. Maybe they're grieving. And I always give them Palo Santo or Love I'll that. give them like smudging sticks. And I feel like this is a great, great like idea for a gift because there's like so much intention with it. Exactly. And I think that's what your whole brand is. It's just intentional. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Christina. Thank you for having me. so fun. I have one last question for you. Okay. And I always ask people this at the end because I really (laughs) love hearing people's answers. It's always so different. But if you were to drink a martini in a bikini – Okay. Where would you be and what would you be drinking? Ooh, okay. I think it would be a cucumber gin martini. That sounds okay. Nobody said that before. That sounds so refreshing. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it would be. Where would I be? I don't know. Like, my first, I feel like this is so not like super exciting. I really loved Greece. You know, that is always the best answer. (laughs) I wanted to come up with like a new place that I really want to go to. I mean, yeah, but Greece. It's heaven, isn't it? It was so good. That's how I picture heaven to be like. (laughs) We went to Paros and like I thought it was the most magical little island ever. So yeah, that's where I would like to be with my cucumber gin martini. I love Paros. I went for the first time a few years ago. You could spend your whole life island hopping in Greece. It was unbelievable. We so, saw yeah. like fireworks randomly. We were like sitting by the water and it's like not even a so holiday nice. and there's like fireworks. It's really such a magical experience. So I'm glad you got to go there and see that. And, you know, that's where you're going to be drinking your martini in yep. your bikini. Yes. <laughs> With your island to east side bag. Of course. And candle. Obviously. <laughs> we actually just made a bag that says I need a martini. So... I think I need to gift it to you. Oh my god, I would be honored. Yeah, I'll but show also, it to you tomorrow I need to when support, you come. So I'll, I'll bring all of my martini supplies. Yes, please in it do with me here. This was so fun. This Thank was you for so having fun. me. Absolutely. If you want to share how everybody can be friends, how they can connect, how they can shop, feel free to share and spread the word. Honestly, the best way to find us is on social on IG at Island Two. It's T O Eastside Island to Eastside. And then our website is just islandseastside.com. Perfect. Well, cheers for yes. this amazing episode. I'm so excited for you guys to listen and share what you think. Remember to like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you liked it, 
make sure to share it on socials and tag me, tag Christina, tag Island Eastside, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Don't leave yet because guess what I haven't talked about yet? For all my old friends, you're probably so tired of hearing me talk about this, but I'm probably never going to stop because I'm that obsessed. For my new friends here, let me introduce you to my favorite product in the entire world, which is the Supreme Hair, Skin, and Nail Supplement called WellBell. WellBell, 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 WellBell. It's like a tongue twister. Wow. But it's WellBell, W-E-L-L-B-E-L. And it has absolutely not only changed my hair, but it has changed my life. I literally went from zero to 100 so quick after using this stuff. I swear, guys, if you want to go to my Instagram highlight titled WellBell, go check out my before and after results. It's absolutely nuts. I remember whenever I first started using it, I sent them photos and they asked to put it on the website because they were like, this is amazing. So anyway, go to the show notes. You can get on my Instagram and go to the highlights. But let me tell you a little bit about WellBell. And if you're on social media, like you've probably seen that the Elsa Hosk, like the Victoria's Secret model, just hosted an event for them. And it was with Birch Designs, which is like, or Birch Events, the people that have literally planned everybody's wedding recently. And it was absolutely stunning and beautiful. But I think sometimes what happens with brands, whenever they start working with like a lot of celebrities and influencers, it's absolutely incredible and so much exposure. But I think sometimes people are like, ah, does this actually work? Or is it just like really hot right now? But I'm here to tell you that this is like actually magic and you have to get on it if you're struggling with hair loss or your hair is damaged, it's not growing. Maybe it's like over processed. You got to check it out. It's amazing. So what you can do is if you want a single bottle, you can use my code Veronica10, that's V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A-10, on wellbell.com, W-E-L-L-B-E-L.com. Again, that's Veronica10 for a single bottle. But if you want to try the subscription, which I really recommend, because you really don't see results within like two to three months, you want to use code Veronica Sub 10 So that's Veronica S-U-B-10 for 10% off your subscription. They also have a men's line. So ladies, get your mans on it and let me know how it goes. But yeah, that's Veronica 10 or Veronica sub 10 for the subscription on W-E-L-L-B-E-L.com. And I'll put everything in the show notes. Baja.